So my wife really hates me. Yeah, it's stupid right now to even be doing it, and I'm doing it. I'm guilty. Oh boy, here we go. I'm guilty of being a stupid person. Well, I mean, no argument there. <laughs> You're listening to the New Jersey Guys podcast, talking all things sports, by the fans, for the fans. And now your starting lineup, Chris Swenderman and Dan Tantillo. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the New Jersey Guys Sports Podcast. Chris Swenderman here with my partner Dan Tantillo. You can find us online at the New Jersey Guys on Twitter. Tweet at us, let us know what you want to hear, what we're talking about. Danny, what's going on, buddy? Um bored. I'm bored. It's it's that time of the season in sports at the time of the year where I don't really know what I'm doing because the Mets are gone. They're gone. Wow. So you, there's nothing that, what am I, what am I doing? We can't even do a Mets minute with you anymore. It, it's no fun. Well, what's, what's fun in the news right now? Is there anything? There's no dildos in the locker room and there's no Mr. Met flipping anybody off. There's no fun right now. Mm. It's just losing. But yeah. what, what I'm starting Fair. to do already, and maybe this is just me, and maybe I'm starting to see it a little bit more myself too. But fantasy football is starting to make its ways around. And it's mid July right now, and I'm seeing more and more commercials and seeing more pop ups on the internet. And I'm starting to get into fantasy football, even you though get, nothing started. You getting the fever? A little bit. Getting the itch? Well, because here's the thing: is because again, my baseball team stinks, so I'm starting to look at fantasy football stuff. I'm starting to do some mock drafts. I'm starting, and I don't know why I'm doing this. I have no, I have no reason. There's no, no reason, reason to do it because here's the thing: in the league that I'm in, the main league, I've been in this league for ten years with a bunch of my buddies, and they usually tell you the draft where you are in the draft pick. We pick a random order, and they'll right. tell you where you are. So we don't even know that yet. So I'm drafting from all these different positions, and you have no idea, no where idea where I'm. So nice. what's the point of even doing all this stuff right now? Well, here's the problem with me. Yeah. I started looking at, I got to be honest, I was open my laptop last night. I was looking at a site that I use um, for fantasy football. That I, It's like my Bible. Yeah. And um, I was looking at it last night. I was doing a little bit. But I'm still in the middle of fantasy baseball. I do fantasy baseball in a couple weeks. Um, I do it with a bunch of my buddies. And I'm in the middle of that still. Yeah. And one of our leagues... It was just, this week is our trade deadline, so everybody it's a keeper mm-hmm. league, so everybody's kind of jockeying to you know, am I out of it? Am I am I seller? Am I a buyer? So everybody's working on that. I'm working on you know other league for you know weekly lineup, and now I'm looking at football on top of it. So my wife really hates me. Yeah, it's stupid right now to even be doing it, and I'm doing it. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of being a stupid person. Well, I mean, no argument there. <laughs> but, like, why why do mock drafts when any player could get injured at any given time right now? True. Like, you know, we don't... I think it's way too early to be to doing this, but I'm bored. So I'm going to just keep looking at fantasy stuff. I think the NFL is smart in the way they market it because they start giving you, like... I saw stuff, I mean, as early as, I would say, a month ago. Okay. I, I would say maybe early June. Um you know, right? I think they start marketing this like a couple weeks after the NFL draft. They're like, "Hey, you know, not too early to start thinking fantasy football." When I mean, teams are still signing players at that point. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's a bit rough, but I think from where it used to be when I first started playing, the big thing was when the books came out. 
Right. That was the big trendsetter. Like, whoa, the new fantasy fa- football books are out. Now it's, it's. I mean, all the time. It's kind you, of overwhelming. It is. It, it does get overwhelming. And, you know, if you're in a serious league, you know, it, we, we sit here and sound like, you know, who the hell we are. Like, you know, these uh, big fantasy GM gurus. But it's really more and more time is spent on it by guys I know that I play with. And, you know, the only way to get better is to keep up on it and to keep, you know, up on the stats and the moves and, you know, who who's, you know, on the new team with a worse offensive line and who, sure. you know, like Adrian Peterson went to the Saints. And it's you know, a lot. Like, that- it's you're looking at all these factors and it really does become overwhelming. You really do start to spend a lot more time than you really should doing something that starts with the words fantasy. Yeah, you know what I mean? And and also, what's interesting about this is, and I think that the NFL has changed a little bit in the past three or four years. I guess three or four years ago, you didn't see as many people switching teams as right. often. I think free agency True. has become more of a splash in the NFL, and there's trades and stuff. We never really saw this no. a couple of years ago. No, you're right. There's There's trades that affect teams now. There's, you know, the the players coming out are more NFL ready sure, uh, as well. And it was funny because I, you know, we're talking about this and I totally forgot that last week um, I'm in a league in with a bunch of my buddies. It's called uh, the Matawan fantasy football league. Okay. I made a trade with another owner an off season trade. I legitimate, legitimate trade because we're starting to get the season going. I'm like, you know what? I need a wide receiver, and I wanted a guy that was on his team. I literally made an off-season trade, like to get the season going. That is hysterical. I mean, so I'm sitting here like lambasting you about it, and I totally forgot that I made a fantasy football deal already. That's insane. I've never even heard of that being a thing. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. For leagues that have keepers, yeah, hundred percent. I need to start getting into keeper leagues. After it's a lot of fun. Yeah, because. The cool part about it that I like is if I really want to grow with a guy, and it's um it's an auction style. So you have guys at salaries, mm-hmm. and then if you want to keep them, you know you give them a certain uh, raise. It's I mean it really is. There's a lot that goes into the thought press of of whether you keep the players you had on your team last year or not. But I, here's me last week. I'm like, you know what? I need to improve at wide receiver. I literally went out and I offered I offered one of my buddies. Uh, in our league, a trade, and he accepted it. It's a, but it got people going. It got people yeah. talking. I got a couple text people seeing the alert that a trade was made. They're like, they're like wow, you're coming out hitting this year. Wheels so, are turning, man. I, so, yeah, I mean, if you're in a keeper league, especially like one you know where you can keep players from year to year, it really does become a full-time thing. Yeah, it's, and it, it brings a different dynamic that I right. think is something that I'm interested in. But I want to bring something up that I think you and I are going to differ on when it comes to fantasy sports. Oh boy, here we go. I don't pay for any kind of service other than paying for the league that I'm in. Do you understand what oh, I mean? So yeah, yeah, I yeah. do not, I'll go and do my research on my own and I'll try and, and learn as right. much as I can, but I won't spend a dime on a, a site no, or a book. See, I totally yeah, disagree. See, that's where we're different. I won't, I pay for, I pay for, I, I was saying there, there's a site I use yeah. for information. Yeah. Um, I pay for that. Okay. And I'm in three leagues, all football. Yeah. That use a pay for site for our stats and everything. But we're very customized. And I don't think you can do that in the ones that don't 
charge you. Now, do you think that this is a difference between generations per per se? So, like, I'm I'm a little bit younger than you. I'm 26. Right. Do you think that there's many 26 year olds paying for fantasy advice or for tips or anything, or is that no, because more? Because you all have no money. I mean, that's I mean, exactly what it is. I mean, you all want to be deadbeats at that point. We're all deadbeats at 25, 26. We don't want to be paying for anything. But the sad part is, when I started at your age, yeah. Oh, God help me! I just said that. Um, <laughs> God, I want to smack myself in the face with a mic <laughs> right now. But when I started. Leagues like they yo, you started a league on on a site. They weren't charging you, or they were charging you very little of anything. Yeah, to to make it happen. But I mean, so now, now so not now only it's are big you, money. Yeah, so not only are you paying for the site, you're paying for the league, the league itself, right. and for like books with advice and tips and stuff. Or do you do not do you not? I I. I Gave up books. Yeah. Because the books are always outdated. The books were great when there was no other resources. Right. I used to, I used, I remember, I mean, 10 years ago, I would be, you know, at Barnes and Noble, sitting there, looking through the, which are the best books, which is going to give me the most updated information, and coming out with four to five books. Wow. Of research. Now I do it all online. Yeah, I mean, now it's all have, there. And now you've... they have all, all these um, fantasy sites. I just do it on there. Yeah, I can't justify spending more money when it comes to fantasy football, considering I think that I'm spending a lot now. And compared to some of the leagues that I've heard some people in, I'm not spending that much money. You know, I'm spending right. under I'm spending under $300. Okay. But that's nothing compared to a lot of people. No, and then you got to think of it, too. Say an average... Average site charges, I would say, one hundred fifty to one hundred sixty dollars paper. Wow, paper site. Wow, but divvied up over. If you have a twelve team league, I it's mean, not much. no, it's not. So, I mean, there's good and bad. I particularly like the paper sites only because I'm in such customized leagues. I would we wouldn't have the leagues we have with free sites. They're yeah, just, you wouldn't just, be able to, no, to do it. There's just no customization to it. There's not that that much customization to it. So basically, to wrap this up, I think, is it too soon to be looking at fantasy football in mid-July? Never. I say yes, but I don't care. Well, I've got a problem, so I probably need to go to like <laughs> Fantasy Anonymous or something. But um, speaking of paying for things, uh, the Atlanta Falcons at their brand new stadium have announced fan-first menu pricing. And you got to hear this because it's, it's something that's kind of unbelievable when it comes to going to a professional sports game. It's $2 refillable sodas. Oh. A $2 hot dog. Did we drop into the 1980s by any chance? Wait, wait. There's more. Uh, wait, there's more. $2. So it's $2 hot dogs, pretzels, and popcorn. Sweet. It's $3 waffle fries, pizza, and nachos. You had me at waffle fries. $5 draft beer. <laughs> well, I got to be honest. A $5 draft that's still around, around the price. Uh, the around, I said. I didn't say it's it's standard, but it's around the price. Yeah, I mean, but like now let's go ahead. let's look at the opposite side of this. Sure. I'll give you the opposite end of what, and we're gonna go. Obviously, we'll go right back to it. But just to give you an idea of some other stadiums and say the MLB All Star Game that was just in Miami last week. Let's go through this, shall we? Premium King Can Beer, whatever that is. I guess a uh, tall boy. 15 bucks. Oh, oof. Domestic King Can Beer. What cheaper? 14 bucks. 
Uh, draft beer. How much was yours in Atlanta? This was $5 in Atlanta. 15 bucks. See, domestic domestic draft beer. Large, 14 bucks. A regular, which is probably like a sample cup, yeah. 11 bucks. Oh, my goodness. How much would you pay for a big old hot dog combo? Hot dog combo. So I'm going to assume that gives You're getting me fries. Hot dog, regular popcorn, and souvenir soda. Souvenir soda, mind you. Okay. Not just any soda. So this is gonna be soda. this is gonna be twenty two dollars. And twenty four. Okay, and to compare what you just said, a souvenir refill cup, popcorn, and a hot dog at the new Atlanta Falcon Stadium will cost you eight dollars for the three things. Now say you're not a hot dog fan. Yeah. Say you wanted a cheeseburger combo. Yeah. What would that cost you? Okay. Um and uh, for the all star game. You don't want a hot dog. So that wow, that was a hot dog. Cheeseburger, fries. That's thirty. And it's gotta be. It's gotta be thirty dollars. Close twenty six. That's unbelievable. So that same thing here, being popcorn, cheeseburger, and a soda will cost you eleven at the new Atlanta Falcon Stadium. So this brings up an interesting idea because a lot of people they won't even spend a dime in the venue anyway. Right. And that's why they're tailgating and they're going to, you know, you get all your food and your drinks and stuff outside before even going into the stadium. Right. But that might change a little bit now where you don't have to worry about so much about spending all this money on tailgate food when you go into the stadium and a beer and some food is costing you only 10 bucks. And mind you, Atlanta's opening a brand new stadium. Brand new. I mean, state of the art. Have you seen that thing? Ridiculous. The roof looks crazy. Glass roof. And it like does this like rotating like yep. floral kind of thing. It yeah. looks bonkers. And it's what sponsored by Mercedes Benz. Yes, right? Mercedes Benz okay. Stadium. So I guess they're done with the Superdome. I guess so. So I mean, which wasn't that old, no. but apparently they needed a new one. And usually, when you, you know, when you open a brand new stadium, the first people to feel it are the fans. Yeah. And I really like what Atlanta's doing here with with the pricing for the for the concessions because usually that's where you really. You know, you get your wallet taken on you. Now, do you think that this is going to set a bar for other stadiums around the league? Or because the way that they look at it from before this is they could charge whatever you want for anything and people are still going to buy it because they are, because they want a beer. So it doesn't matter. You could really jack up the prices if you really want to. I would say it would, it's going to, I, it may set the tone for certain stadiums. Right. I agree with you. Will it do it on the East Coast? No. Well, not in this area, no. for sure. Philadelphia and New York, forget it. And even Boston. Yeah. New yeah. England? No. Yeah, no Not way. a shot. No way. No. Uh, but in certain cities across the country, I think it will set a tone. Um, maybe it'll bring some, you know, um, some you yeah, know, like, reality like, back to uh, concession pricing. Sure. Like Jacksonville or Cleveland or something, they could definitely benefit from something like this. You get more Absolutely. fans in the stadium when, you know, like, if you're bringing, a, like, I, when I go to a game, I'm going with friends, but I'm only responsible for paying for myself. Oh, absolutely. So a family, it's a lot different. Oh, like it's bringing, really, yeah, it hurts. So bringing a it family hurts. to a game to the new Atlanta stadium really isn't that big of a, a stretch. Well, you also have to see what ticket prices are. Right, and I think that there's there's got to be some kind of a, a catch. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it could possibly be, but there's something here, like either parkings a lot more to offset this. There's I don't know. There has to be something. Right. It just makes too much sense for right. it to be. There's got to be something good. we're missing. It's too good to be true, man. There's got to be something we're missing. But I love, I love that they're doing this, and I really do hope that it sets a precedent for food prices at sporting events anywhere. Something. 
something. But it's it, you know, I was uh I was looking at Reddit and there's so many funny comments like uh this is cheaper than lunch for one in New York City. It's true. true. I mean, yeah, you're right. I I mean, I agree with that. But like it's it, I think it's great that you you can have a decent amount like you can have 3 beers and not and pay for the same price as one beer that you would pay at at the All-Star I'm a, game. I'm almost amazed at the $2 bottle of water. Yeah. Bottle or of water, a refillable I mean, cup a for refillable 2 bucks. Refillable cup? Wow, yeah. That's a steal, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I would invest in that. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see if this is actually going to be something that right. sets a precedent, but I think that it's a great thing what the Atlanta Falcons are doing with this new stadium, and I think it benefits that city so well because you got such a diverse crowd and, and different people from all over, and it would just be perfect that anybody can really afford it and not feel like that they're stretching a dollar too much. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And we got to say special thanks to our very own meteorologist, Dan Zarrow, who actually found that and sent that to us. I know yeah. you found it as well, but Dan sent it to me and said, this would be a great topic for you guys to cover. And if you guys ever want to hear a topic on the show, tweet at us, New Jersey guys, Send us a tweet or on nj1015.com. You can send us a message. Uh, we're going to take a little break. We're going to regroup and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the best athletes from New Jersey. New Jersey guys, Chris Wunderman, Dan Tantel on the flip side, coming back, nj1015.com. I thought that was extremely revealing. Learn, laugh, stay informed. Podcasts from New Jersey 101.5. The Jim Gerhardt Podcast. He's talking Jersey again. It rang a bell in my head. Forever 39. Gen Xers living in the Great Garden State. You can't replace that. You know, that's an amazing experience. Available now from the New Jersey 101.5 app, iTunes, and Google Play. And we're back here on the New Jersey Guys podcast, Dan Tantillo, along with Chris Swenneman. And I thought we would do something that we haven't really done yet, where we kind of come up with a, a list or a ranking things together. Um, it's going to be interesting because this was something that is, you really don't realize how many talented athletes have come from New Jersey. They, we do have a good list. And, you know, I mean, New Jersey doesn't get enough credit, I don't think, for the athletes that we have churned out over the sure. years. And there's some great programs, um, you know, in basketball. St. Anthony's comes to mind. Sure. I mean, and how Don many... Bosco in football. Right. There's so many great programs here in Jersey. So we thought we'd come up with the Jersey Core Four, where we're going to take one athlete from the four major sports. And it's kind of like a Mount Rushmore, but that's not a Jersey landmark. No. So we, so we don't want to do that. that. No. So that's no. No, we're just going to go core four. Core four. Exactly. So let's start with uh, let's start with the NFL. Let's start with football. Because I think this one's kind of difficult because you have a lot of players who are, I guess, kind of around the same tier when I look at this list. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I think I know who I'm going to pick, but let's just read a couple of these names. You got Victor Cruz, who's currently playing, with, and there's a bunch of current athletes on here. Brian, Brian Cushing, Cushing. Right. Uh, Greg Olson, tight end of the Carolina Panthers. Right. Uh, Joe Flacco. Now, Joe Flacco is interesting to me on this list, and I was thinking about picking him at first. Really? Only because I think he had, without a doubt, the most underrated postseason ever. He beat Brady and Manning. Didn't throw an interception on that run to the Super to the Super Bowl a couple years back. He did have a very good run. I mean, he's I not, but that. the thing is, is he's he, not an elite. He's very bland. Right. He's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, Joe Flacco. Yeah. But, Jersey Joe. Yeah, Jersey Joe. I'm going to McDonald's. I won the Super Bowl. Exactly. Cool. Yay. Yeah. And speaking of that, 
Jersey Joe, if you're going to McDonald's right after the Super Bowl, you couldn't pick a local spot in Jersey and I, give them a shout White, out. Go to White Castle. Anything. Yeah, pick White Castle instead of McDonald's. Get the hell out of here, McDonald's. <laughs> you fool. Um, hey, listen, McDonald's had more money to spend on his on his campaign, so there, there you go. So I'm in between three people here, and these are all people that are a little bit older than me that I didn't actually get to watch, right. but I know how amazing they are. Um, and the three that I am in between are Joe Theismann, Franco Harris, and Drew Pearson. That's a good three right there. And if I had to pick one out of the three, I think I'm going Franco Harris. And the reason is because I think the former fullback, or the classic fullback, was such a cool position to play, and I love just watching the dynamic of that kind of position. And I think it's kind of died off in this modern NFL and it's something that was really valued back in in the seventies, and just seeing the things that he did, and looking at like some of the highlights and right. stuff, I was blown away from that. And my, you know, my brother played. I have a younger brother, and he played that kind of a style of a fullback in high school, and it was just so fun to watch. So that's my pick. I think that Drew Pearson is close. I think Joe Theismann's a little bit closer. If Joe Theismann's career didn't end the way that it did, I think yeah. He, ouch. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, still, that gives still, me. I remember watching that. Wow. And yeah, that was not pretty. I was just like, I don't think his leg was supposed to do that. Yeah. And then I looked at it and was like, so what do you think out of these um, three? Who who are you taking? I'm going Pearson. Okay. I'm going Pearson not only because I am a you know devout cowboy fan like you, mm-hmm. but I am also doing it because I think Drew Pearson was one of the first real flashy wide receivers of his time. Okay. Um, him, Lynn Swan, um, but I, you know, I don't want to get off track of you know being from Jersey, but I think Pearson was just one of those first real flashy wide receivers because a lot of it back in the day was you know that hard nose, you know, gutted out, you know, fight for every yard, you know, the, between the quarterback and you know the running back and the fullbacks, you know. They got most of the credit back then. The wide receivers were kind of like viewed almost as dainty. Yeah. And Drew Pearson, really, I mean, with Staubach, I, I mean, that was a, an amazing tandem right there. Before, you know, um, you know, uh, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison or, you know, sure. any, you know, Tom Brady and whoever you want to put with him. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess you would put Randy Moss. Uh, Randy Moss, Troy Brown. Sure. I mean, any of these guys. That that hooked up for these you know great uh, Q, uh, QB and wide receiver tandems. Drew Pearson was one of those first real flashy wide receivers to me, and that's he's he's my top guy from Jersey for cool. football. So you know what I think we're gonna do if we don't agree on it, we'll go to Twitter, and our Twitter is at New Jersey Guys at New Jersey Guys, right? And we'll put a poll, and we'll see what uh, what you guys think between the people that we are you know kind of in between. So we'll have this poll up there by next week. So let's move on over to baseball. Uh, baseball is—they've got a lot of young guys right now. There is, there's a good, there's a good mix of guys from um, from New Jersey. You know, old old school and and you know newer. Yeah, school. I mean, like Trout is right. one of the best players to watch right now, and probably you know I would arguably say one of the faces of baseball for sure. For so sure. you know, I mean, you have him. You have the Todd Father over in Chicago. The Tom, Todd Father, how have I never heard that before? How have you never heard that before? I guess I'm living under a rock because the Mets suck. Okay, fair point. I'll take that. <laughs> but here, with me and baseball, so this was this was tricky because 
the two people I want to pick, one was born in New Jersey, but then kind of moved away. He moved to Michigan. So I think you know who that is. Who is that guy? The other guy wasn't born in Jersey, but spent most of his life and has a museum named after him in the Garden State. I think I know who that is. So that's a tough call, and I'm going to name the two. Obviously, the older person with the, the museum named after him is Yogi Berra, Montclair, New Jersey. Derek Jeter, Paquanic, New Jersey, was born there, but spent most of his time in Kalamazoo, Michigan. But he's still a Jersey guy. He was born here. Right. So between those two, I mean, that's just, that's like picking your favorite Yankee. Like, how do you even, how say, do you even yeah. do it? I think between those two, and this isn't a shot at, at Jeter, because I think Jeter's the best, one of the best players I've Uh-oh. ever seen. But okay. I'm going Yogi Berra just because of the history, because of what he contributed to New Jersey, and the fact that he's part of it now. Right. He's, when you, you go to Montclair, you go to that stadium, and the museum's right there. So I think that Yogi Berra is my pick for for baseball for Jersey. All right. For, for that reason, because he may have not been here originally, but he came here and really, you know, did everything he can for the community and to to show that he was here for the long run. Right. So that's that's why I would go with Yogi. All right. My pick, I'm going Trout. Okay. I'm going Trout only because. I'm, I'll never say a bad word about Derek Jeter, and I'm not saying one now, but he was born here. He's part of New Jersey, but, you know, as he grew into a baseball star, he, you know, lived in Michigan. Yeah. Trout was born here, raised here, played here. I mean, and, you know, still has roots here. Yeah, for sure. He's like BFFs now with um, the QB from the Eagles. Like, they formed, like, this Oh, bands. really? Oh, yeah. They're, like, best buddies now. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. Actually, when they scored a touchdown um, last season, the Eagles, and he, um, what's Wentz. What? Wentz? When Wentz ran into the end zone, mm-hmm. he gives the football to somebody, and when they panned out, it was Mike Trout. Wow, I didn't even catch that. Oh yeah, if you look, if you look up Wentz running for touchdown, he hands the ball off to a guy in the crowd, and it's Mike Trout. That's crazy. Hysterical. But I'm I'm going Mike Trout. He I think he's the face of a new generation of baseball players. Yeah. Um, you know, born and bred in Jersey. Jersey guys like us, like you like and us. I. Yeah. And I think I think he gets my he gets my vote. Cool. So again, we're we're differing here. I'm going old school Yogi Berra, even though he wasn't born in Jersey, spent most of his life and right. has it here. And then Chris went with Mike Trout, currently playing, born bred, everything Jersey. And yeah, I mean, I can't argue with it, but we're going to let that yeah. get decided by our listeners. Absolutely. Uh, basketball. Now, there's a ton of great basketball players that have come from New Jersey. And like you've mentioned this before, it's because of a lot of these great programs that we have. Right. Absolutely. Rose, Roselle Catholic, Trenton yep. Catholic. You got a lot of those those schools. That being said, I'm going to name a bunch of... I think we're both going to agree on, on this one. I hope. Hmm. I don't see how we... You never know. All right, so I guess we're gonna we're we're gonna test this out. But like some other players that are from Jersey, for example, Al Harrington's from Jersey, Kyrie Irving, David West, Rick Barry, Joe Kim Noah, who J.R. Smith, yeah, J.R. 
got gets all his tattoos still in Jersey. Yes, he does. He's he's so insane. He really is. <laughs> I, you know what? If we're talking about athletes from Jersey, we may not want to make J.R. Smith the poster boy for it. <laughs> I, I love him oh, to death. True. I mean, he's classic. But <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't I don't think I want to necessarily make him our poster boy for uh, for the best athletes from from Jersey because Jr. is an uh, interesting dude. And then. Maybe I guess the person I'm about to mention is who you might be picking instead of who I think we're agreeing with, and that's Dennis Rodman. Oh wow, you're go you're no, I'm not going oh, okay. him. No, I wasn't going to go Dennis Rodman. All right, so maybe we're on the same page. Okay, are, are we maybe. both? Are we both agreeing? There's a there tends to be one guy that we haven't said yet. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's a little bit of a big boy, for sure. He's and got a lot of nicknames. He got a lot of nicknames. The, the big Aristotle, the Shactus. There you go. Uh, I mean the the big leprechaun. <laughs> um, you know, he Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> is just is just one of the his most hysteric. I'm just gonna carry this because my, my partner's I'm lost his up mind. Because I'm laughing at the fact that in the past that Shaq first of all, Shaq is my favorite personality athlete ever. Let's just get that out there. The fact that he's had press conferences. With, Just to announce that he wants to be called the Big Aristotle. Right. <laughs> when he went to Boston, I was watching the press conference. He's like, he's like, I like that. I like to now be called the Big Leprechaun, <laughs> and does it with a legitimate straight face. There is no person that is funnier to me than than the Shaktus. I mean, the old ESPN commercials. He's like, no one touches the Shaktus. <laughs> he's doing Scrabble. How'd you get so many cues? Don't worry about it. It's so funny. So yeah. I guess we are both agreeing. Yeah, I, I, it has to be Shaq. Yeah, Newark, New Jersey native. Um, you know, he moved around a lot. He was a military kid, but uh, we definitely, he's in the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, for athletes, you know, and I, I think Shaq is everything you would want. Um, you know, I I think he would be everything, you know, you would want in in an in an athlete to represent you from from your state, yeah, for sure. Because you know what, he's silly, but oh man, is he? I mean, he's great. I, and he I, was an amazing athlete, and I think he's old. Like you just heard me cracking up at just a he's thought. Right. I was I was laughing for a minute there of just a thought of something that Shaq did, and that just goes to show you that that goofy and crazy personality is something that everybody can relate to, right? It's easy. He's that class clown. He's your your funny right. older brother. Everybody can relate to Shaq this, whether or not they can, because he's you know huge and has a size twenty four foot shoe or whatever. <laughs> That's also something. That's crazy. And then after basketball, we have my sport. Yes, and I'm gonna say Hockey. I'm gonna go and and put this completely out there before sounding like a fool. I don't know much about hockey. I don't know much about the history of hockey. I could probably name 20 players currently in the NHL, and I that's being generous. I like the sport. I just I've never fully been invested in it. Right. So I want you to 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 go through some of these players and, right. and explain. So um, there's some really great uh, players along the way that have have played. Not as many um, maybe as in the other sports. Sure, but you know guys like uh, Jim Dowd, um, who played for the Devils, won a Stanley Cup with the Devils. And we had Ken Danico in here a couple weeks ago. He actually mentioned Jimmy Dowd, right? Um, when he, when talking about hockey with us, um, you know, Johnny Goudreau is is uh, is a guy that's up and coming. You know, he, he's a real uh, big name in the NHL. Um, you know, the Van Riemsdyks, uh, James and Trevor are both uh, Jersey guys. Uh, James being the bigger, 
name of the two, but Trevor actually just yeah. got traded. I was just um, telling you that one of my good friends is his cousin. Yeah, I that's just that's but see that's Jersey. That's what Jersey's all about. You know, I know somebody that knows somebody that knows him. So I mean, you know, these are good guys. Bobby Ryan is probably the top of my list. Okay. Um, Bobby Ryan has played with the Ducks. He's played with the Senators. Uh, real good offensive force. Um, I think he could actually even be better than he is. Okay. Um, he's had some injuries along the way. Um, you know, maybe wasn't in the right system in Anaheim. But um, you know, Bobby, Bobby is a really good player. Um, definitely one of the the top names in the sport. Okay. And you know, also from Jersey. So when I look at it, I look at guys. I I only have, believe it or not, when we're talking as as a Ranger fan. Yeah. I have one guy that I could ever say played for the Rangers for a while and really never even came up with the Rangers per se. Wasn't a real steady guy. Bobby Sanguinetti from okay. Park Ridge, oh, cool. New Jersey, from all the way up north. But one of the few that ever actually That's played strange, for the Rangers. That's strange, though. Yeah. It, very strange. I could only say there was one guy from Jersey that, that I can remember recall that played for the Rangers. I will say what's pretty cool looking at this list, and I think this goes back to when we were talking with Ken Danico about how much youth hockey has grown in this state. There are so many people here who are my age or right around that ballpark. Right. And it's really refreshing to see so many people born in the 80s and 90s who have gone above and beyond and been spectacular athletes. Right. And I think that just goes to show you that hockey is something that's very important to people in New Jersey. And I'm you know, kind of embarrassed that I wasn't involved in the culture because I would love to. Well, you know, listen... You're never too old to learn. Uh, you can always teach an old dog new tricks. So, I mean, oh, by all well. means. Exactly. <laughs> woof, woof. So I know. We're we're getting slap we're happy. Just... But, I mean, even, you know, our own state PBA has a team now. Yeah. The New, the New Jersey state PBA actually has their own hockey team um, led by, um, you know, the head of the state PBA, Pat Colligan, and a dear friend of mine that I grew up playing hockey with is now one of the heads of the state PBA team, Mike Schultz. Um, he and I played together growing up and now he's one of the heads that led this effort to put a hockey team together. So hockey is bigger in New Jersey than a lot of people think. And there, there it is right again, that Jersey connection, man. It's exactly. everywhere. It is. And I think, I know for my mind, I don't know. Are you going to go Van Riemsdyk just because it's the only name, you know, on the list? Very good. All right. I'm going to throw something at you in a minute. <laughs> All right. I'm going Bobby Ryan. We can put that up for a vote. So, so here's, here's a recap. Myself, it is Franco Harris, Yogi Berra, Shaq, and JVR. For you, it's Pearson, Trout, Shaq, and Bobby Ryan. Once this episode's out, we will put three different polls up on our yes. Twitter, and we will let you vote on who you think should make Jersey's core four. One from each sport, baby. That's how we roll. Exactly right. And that's going to wrap things up. For this episode of the New Jersey Guys podcast, please, you can subscribe and download on iTunes and Google Play. You can also listen on NJ1015.com and the NJ1015 app. Again, hit us up on Twitter at New Jersey Guys. For Chris Wendeman, I'm Dan Tantillo. Thanks so much for listening. Well. Wow.